crank up that diesel. Um, 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 let's go diesel. Um. the game back and you're like this really is a game maybe not you could have won but a game that should definitely be closer than 24 10 um i hate to put the blame on any one player but it, it really seems like um some of the players on offense <clears throat> quarterback fumbled the bag there uh you know this kind of speaks to some of the things we we're talking about last week and uh taylor heineke and how some of his uh weaknesses in his game are and deficiencies in his game um, are popping up and making it a little bit more clear that he is probably a good backup more than anything. But, you know, it's unfair to put it all on him. What did you see from Taylor Heineke in the game? What did you What did you like, first off, about Taylor Heineke on Sunday? Let's, let's not just shit on the boy right off, off the bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead and get him, Cliff. 95 yards rushing. So, I mean, definitely used his legs. Made a couple plays. Look, they moved the ball. Yeah. They had no problems moving the ball on that team. That team kind of sucks. I'm going to be honest with you. Very, very underwhelmed by, by the uh, Packers, man. Was not that. That ain't the Packers from last year, right? Yeah, was not impressed <laughs> at all. Um, moved the ball pretty well. The red zone stuff, I think it's like a mixture of things. He did get sacked four times, which – you know, that's never – that's I think that's definitely a season high, right? Um, Probably Leno's the worst game since the opener. Yeah, look, yeah. They, well, they know him. They know him, right? So mm. – they, they do. <laughs> um, I mean, the turnovers, man. Can't turn the ball over, man. Just can't turn it over. He had two yeah. fumbles and a pick. Uh, lost a fumble. So, it, look, quarterbacks have games like this. But this is my thing, what we always do with – quarterbacks here we make every game some indictment on whether they should or shouldn't be in the nfl whether they should or shouldn't be starting we don't need to do that quarterbacks, right. every quarterback in the league is gonna have a bad game it doesn't mean that like well should this person be a backup this means this i don't think that's fair i think we do that way too often with quarterbacks we don't do with other positions mm-hmm. yeah we overanalyze yeah. every play that he has like yeah I mean, obviously, Heineke was definitely up and down on Sunday. And clearly, like you said, from the turnovers to the sacks. Um, but he also kind of got back to what he was comfortable doing. Like Paul mentioned earlier, he had 95 yards rushing. I mean, it was good to see him actually get out the pocket and try to make some plays. I just wish he had 96 yards rushing so he would have had that touchdown and we could have made the game a little bit more competitive because obviously that that completely changed momentum in my eyes from being yep. short at the one-yard line. Then we run out there and try, try to rush the fourth down play and, Clearly, the team was not set, and basically that allowed the Packers defense to get ready. And then he fumbled trying to jump over the pile. So that was just another yeah. missed opportunity on his part. But, I mean, again, like Cliff said, you're going to have some inconsistency with a young quarterback. Um, so he just had an up-and-down day. Right. Um, also, the, the interception into the end zone, the, the fade route to Adam Humphreys, I'll never be a fan of that play. Um, it's just a poorly thrown ball. Um, shouldn't ball. have thrown it. And if he was going to throw it, he should have put that in the spot where only Adam Humphreys is going to get it. Either goes into row mm-hmm. F or Adam Humphreys comes out with a toe tap catch. You can't leave it short. Any cornerback in the NFL is going to pick that yeah. off. That ball's um, the guy was open. 
Yeah, you would have been back pylon. Would have been it would have been a, a chance for a touchdown. It's mm-hmm. it's like it's all good. I think that's what I'm trying to say though, right? Like it's all good. We can't. We did this with Griff. We did this with Kirk. We do this with every quarter we have here. It's like if every they, single one. It's like every game we try to make it some conversation about their whole career. Like well, can he do it? Yeah, <laughs> it's like I don't. Quarterbacks all over the league have every quarterback in the league has a game. They don't play well. They probably have a hand. Yeah, look at the, the one we just played. Remember week one? They was putting on a full on panic for Aaron Rodgers in mm-hmm. Green Bay. They route off six straight. So quarterbacks yeah. have bad days. Man. But, you're not, but the truth is, like you're not winning in Green Bay. Turn the ball over like that. It's not happening. Right. Uh, right. Yeah, I, and I know this isn't fair. But I think this is probably one of the better games the team has played all year. I think they would have had a fighting. Yeah, they would have had a fighting chance towards the end of the game when instead of when you're just collecting garbage yards and garbage points where you maybe possibly could have had a chance, those turnovers and, you know, play on the goal line where instead of running it into the end zone, he probably could have made it in standing up. He decides to dive, and I understand you want to protect your body and this and that. I'm not going to kill him for that, but that, you know, costs you seven points. That, but that, that rule sucks. That rule sucks. Yeah. It's terrible. It's not even the spirit suck. of the rule. Because there has to be nuance to the rule. He's diving in the end zone. He's at the one-inch line. You know, he's giving himself up, quote-unquote. But come on now. Like, Why would he give himself come on up at the one-yard mm-hmm. line? Exactly. Exactly, Cliff. Like, exactly. come on, man. Like, but no. let alone... Cliff, not even that he just... They say he gave himself up. It'd be one thing if he was sliding and there was defenders around no one was near him so the rule they, they they're gonna have to adjust that in the league meetings in the offseason because yeah. that I, I was always under the impression i'll be honest with y'all i did not realize that they changed that rule to if you dive head first or give yourself up because i thought back to when griff did that paul you might remember that one with our famous picture with our heads down when griff fumbled versus detroit <laughs> back, back, you, know what about? Like, you remember when, when griff went head first and he fumbled i'm like well damn, that was detroit Detroit, yeah, right? That was Detroit. Yeah. It was Detroit. Yes. Yep, sure was. Yes. I had no idea the league changed that rule. But well, see, they, I get why they changed the rule, right? Because they're trying to avoid the plays where quarterbacks dive and get hit. Mm-hmm. Right? They're trying to avoid like, that whole scenario. But that's not what that was. Right. It's like, they're, it's like the rule, ugh, that rule's getting changed for sure. Getting changed for sure. Relatively clean game. You know, there were some things to clean up, but they played a good, solid game against a team that, you know, is going to contend in the NFC. They're not that good, but they're going to contend. If there were a few better plays by the quarterback, you might have had a chance late. I don't I don't want to kill the guy. I do like Heineke. I think he could be a high-end backup, but like some of the warts on this game are kind of appearing, like the weak arm, him throwing late. I mean, the ball security, all those things reared their ugly head on Sunday. And, you know, it is what it is, man. I mean, we're, we're in quarterback hell right now. The guy that you thought that you would have starting isn't available. You got Heineke. You know, you could possibly, you could definitely be doing worse. I mean, the Jets are starting Mike White on Sunday. <laughs> right? Yeah. So, uh-huh. it, is, it is what it is, man. It yeah, is what but, it is. But, but we got to put it in context here, though, man. Right? Like, this is what I mean, though, Paul. <clears throat> We and I, I know I just knocked the Packers because I don't I don't I, the Packers did, of the teams we played this year they seem like one of the 
lesser impressive teams, frankly. It's just like you got Rodgers and Adams, rest of your team, mm-hmm. it's kind of boo-boo for it. Um, yep. We just played – we played the Buffalo Bills, the Packers, the Chargers, the Chiefs. Like, of course, like, of course, when we play in those games, it makes Heineke look even more – you know what I'm saying? Like, like there's a big gap. But my thing is, we've played some good teams, man. Mm-hmm. And, like, we we have not played well enough as a team to win these games. And I feel like we've lost games for diff- each of those games for different reasons. So we're playing teams that are probably better than us. And, of course, it makes our shortcomings look even worse. Well, that's yeah. also where I don't understand why the fan, but then again, the fan, our fan base is doom and gloom every time we lose. But like you just said, Cliff, we already knew though, coming into the year, those teams were better than us. I think the issue that people were not expecting was obviously the defense hadn't played up to par, but I got to be honest. I thought the defense played pretty damn well on Sunday. And hopefully I'm hoping that they can carry that momentum into going into Denver. These games are coming up because like you said, we're not going to be playing the opponents at the level that we've been playing in these recent weeks, outside of the one, the game that we got with the Bucks after the bye week. I think, you know, Denver, Carolina, even Seattle, like these are teams coming up that I think we can we can yeah. go toe-to-toe with. And I think we'll get a better idea of, you know, where we're at as a franchise. And, right. And, nigga, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, Mahomes, Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Every week. Right. Then you made Winston look like these motherfuckers. So... <laughs> you know, so now you get to play Teddy. Mm-hmm. R- Russ is going to be coming off injury, so it's going to change a little bit. We'll see. Uh-huh. We'll see. So I think Sunday's a really big game. It is, man. Yeah, it really is. a big difference. A big difference between going to the bye three and five versus two and six. It just sounds. Mm-hmm. But frankly, not even just that ball. Much two and six seasons two and over. Six and three and five. I mean, three and five seasons with over. striking distance of five hundred. Exactly. 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 Yeah. If you get the three and five by the bye week, chances are you're probably going to lose to the Bucks. But after that, going into that stretch, you're still giving yourself an opportunity, you know, before you get to the division games to try to get the 500 and, you know, let the chips fall where they may. Because all, all the season doom and gloom, I'm not there just yet. I don't, we still got 10 games left, man. So you got an opportunity to go to Denver on Sunday, get a W. And I'm not going to say you back in the race, but Right now, what did I say the other day? We're a game and a half out of seven seed. I know we got 10 games to play and a lot can happen, but this shit ain't over yet, man, for people that are still interested in the team, you know, making a run late in the year. So well, they, they still got right. shit to play for. The a- NFC, that, that last spot's going to be eight, nine wins probably. So yep. you just got to get – like, it, Jimmy, there's a chance it could be eight. Yeah. Right? The Vikings have a tough schedule. Falcons, mm-hmm. we beat the Falcons. The Falcons are not good. Panthers are struggling. 49ers are overrated. Y'all man, overrated. overrated. Paul, folks. <laughs> Kyle Shanahan is my guy, but he, he finna get his ass fired. They're not going to fire that guy. They're not going to fire that guy. Because that guy is, is, is hailed a genius by everyone. Fucking genius. Guru. Genius. <laughs> Shit blows my mind. Good, oh, good offensive coordinator. There are plenty mm-hmm. of offensive coordinators in the league. I put it like this: McVay, much better coach than Kyle Shanahan, in my opinion. Um, oh, definitely, hundred percent. But you, you're still in it. You're still in it, and so you can't be two and six because two and six, you play the Bucks, so you two and seven. If we're being honest, yeah. Uh huh. So, yeah, yep. I got two things to say to that. One, 
it's possible we were going to be two and five at this point, whether we look good or not. Because this is a murder mm-hmm. row that we just faced. Like, yep. you could have been two yep. and five and been one of the better teams in the NFC at this point and just still been two and five. So, yes, we haven't looked good. But we could have been looking great and still been two and five because the teams we played have been that good. Mm-hmm. Also, this I, I know that momentum doesn't carry for, for like season to season, but just for the sake of getting the 2022 not being a dumpster fire, let's try to get back to 500. You may make the playoffs, you may not, but I would rather finish this season at, at eight, nine, seven, and ten than at fucking four and thirteen. That's for goddamn sure. And, yeah. But they also, what you're saying that when we say before the season, this looks like an eight, nine win team possible for the sit. Like their highest ceiling might be eight, nine wins. So. Paul, oh, they get if they get down the stretch and they turn it into where we're eight, nine, nine and eight, seven and ten. I mean, that's right around where we all expected. So all the doom and gloom shit, like I keep saying, it just kind of annoys me because the team still has an opportunity to, you know, turn the season around and have a good vibe going into the offseason. So they there's, yeah. there's still opportunity in front it's, of it's a long what did we say at the start of the year? It is a long road to eight wins, dog. Yep. Long mm-hmm. run, you're gonna take some L's in retrospect. We probably would have preferred if our schedule was flipped, <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, if we, if we started off with division teams, mm-hmm. right, and had like a game versus the Giants at the end of the year, mm-hmm. and all these good teams were playing later in the year. Because the unfortunate thing is, we played all these teams when they were all their, their most key players, generally speaking, were yep. healthy. Yep. Right. We might mm-hmm. not have run into it. Like, even we're even going to get Russ when he's back. We don't get to play Geno Smith. Would have been fucking great to play Geno. <laughs> oh, man. Shout out Dove VU. Yep. Hey, <laughs> shout, shout out Fort Myers. <laughs> so, yeah, I think in retrospect, now thinking back and looking at it, we probably would have preferred to not play the fuck one. The, the year we start doing this damn extra game, we got the fucking bills. Bills. All right. <laughs> Couldn't have done us a solid and throwing us the Jets or something like that. We had to right. put the fucking bills. Got the bills. Shit, Great. We couldn't get the AFC South or some shit. You know what I mean? All right. We got. Oh, you remember? You remember we got when they told the us we got Buffalo? We was like, Buffalo? Buffalo? Come on, man. <laughs> 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 uh, does Gibson have a fumbling problem? Too soon to say that. He does now. Mm-hmm. And that's four times this season, three loss. Like I just think he's still getting adjusted to his body taking all that punishment. Like he still may, he might just still have that wide receiver mindset where he's just holding the ball with one hand, and when you're going between them tackles and them guards getting hit by them baggers, you got to cover that ball up, man. Um, yeah. So that's yeah. something. I, it, it, it's definitely a, it's a red flag. Right. I'm well, not too worried, but I'm. It's definitely a red flag. I will say. Oh that. no, I'm worried. I think this is officially a problem. He didn't have a fumbling problem last year. Right? He definitely put some on the ground last year. He did. No, he no, he didn't have one last year. I think he had what like two mean, fumbles thought... in like in like two hundred something touches. I remember the one versus the Giants on the sideline. That's what I'm. Yeah, thinking yeah the Giants one. I think versus like one versus the Browns. Right. Um, so that's so that's what five fumbles in like what how many games did he played in like. 17, 18 games. He got four this year, right? He has, he has one versus Chargers. He'd won last week. He had one versus he, – he won last week versus Saints, didn't he? Or am I making that up? Either way, this is three for the season. 
It's three for the season. Okay. I three lost fumbles per season. He might have gotten one back, but this is three for the season. Gotcha. Um, I'm with you on that, Corey. Like every week, he shows me more of his game, and I like more. Like he, you know, lately he been adding that spin move to his repertoire. We didn't see that last year, so it's nice to see that he's coming along as a running back. At the same time, we can't have you on the field if you're fumbling. You're gonna go the way of Samaji Piran out here. Like, no, we can't have it. Got Matt hold Jones. Ball, Cliff, man, one of them Gator boys. So he, last <laughs> season, he did not fumble a rushing carry last year, right? Uh, his fumbles were on catches. Uh, this okay. season, he's got four fumbles carrying. Um, I thought he had four, yeah. 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 And it's a shame, too, because if you're paying attention to PFF, again, we don't fully subscribe to PFF. We don't buy everything they say, but it looks like we have one of the better run blocking O lines up front. Like even with the injuries to Sheriff and injuries to Cosme, like they're still moving people off the ball. It'd be nice to see them get some consistency in the run game, but I don't blame them for not trying when your lead back hasn't shown that he can, can secure the ball. So I mean, you can't run the ball if you're trailing though. We're always behind. Yeah, we've we, 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 we been down behind. in every damn game. Yeah. Always behind. Like, we led in that Chiefs game. That's probably as much as we've led in the game all season. Definitely. Yeah. Yep. We're pathetic. always trailing. Seven games this season, five opening drive touchdowns, an opening drive field goal, and the fluke pick that Jameis threw because somebody stepped on his foot. Like, that is pathetic. I said, did anybody doubt on that fourth down play on fourth and five or whatever it was, even at the 20-yard line showing no respect for your defense at all whatsoever, that they were going to convert? I mean, it's almost fitting that they score a touchdown on that play. I'm like, okay, fourth and five, let's get a stop. Oh, Devontae Golden for 20 for a touchdown? Okay. I mean, I knew that shit was going to happen before the play, and I even knew it was going to happen during the play when I saw a 99 dropping back in coverage. I knew we had a problem on our fucking hands. Uh, I mean, <laughs> look, man, the guy made a hell of a fucking play. He did, absolutely. Not taking right? nothing away from A-Rod. We had good so, coverage. No. We had a good rush. The guy made a great play. I just don't expect us to stop anybody on our first drive when the defense is on the field. I just don't see it. And Cliff, I was making the point to Paul on Sunday, like, at what point do we say, hey, coach, let's stop deferring and take the ball? You can't Because we, we're down we, 7-0 first quarter every time. We shouldn't. But you're, see, here's the thing, though. You're assuming that means we won't go three and out, and then other teams <laughs> still score. You're right. You're right about that. <laughs> and then Rodgers <laughs> get the ball at half, too. And you know they're going to score at half. You either going to let them score to start the game or let them <laughs> score to start the half. Which one would you prefer? Well, you're right. Let's go in seven. I'm going to tell you right now, you'd be even more blown, Corey, if it was uh, we get late in the second quarter. we like, shit, we, we got to kick off to start the half. All day, Corey's complaining about how, damn, how can we ever take the ball first, right? And I was like, I don't know about Rivera. I would prefer to get the ball at halftime. Nice to have the ball at the second half, right? And you can and always what, and you can play call late in the second quarter based off the fact that you're getting the ball again. It's like an extra position no doubt. in the game. Right. The game. And then when it was 7-7, right? Right before they scored that last touchdown to Lazard, Cora's like, damn, I'm boosted. We're getting the ball at half again, right? And of course, the next play after halftime, Heine gets this, this what is that? Interception or was that like a strip fumble, whatever, whatever it was. <laughs> yeah, strip fumble. You turned the ball over deep in your own end. I was like, look what you did. <laughs> <laughs> Never fails, bro. Never fails. <laughs> Never fucking fails. We got to talk about it. Leno, he was getting his ass 
whooped by Rashawn Gary on Sunday. Whooped, yeah. boy. Yeah. That was like, the crazy part about it. It wasn't Zadarius or Preston. But you remember how you kept asking, what's up with Rashawn Gary? What's up with Rashawn Gary? Where is he at? And sure enough, his breakout game was versus us and Leno. Like, what the fuck was that, man? Come on, Leno. And Leno's been solid all year. I'm, I'm not trying to kill him too much, but, yeah, that was unacceptable. It was his worst game since the opener. He's been solid. He's been part of a crew mm-hmm. that's been very solid. So I'm not going to kill him that much. But Look, I mean, a lot. Go ahead, Cliff. My bad. No, what I was going to say is you mentioned it. Like, we have been really good on both sides of the ball um, up front. Mm-hmm. And, like, one of the better teams in the league. Like, not even on some, like, oh, I think. Like, it's supported by data, right? Mm-hmm. We really fucking need a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Really Trade for the Gotta have it. And I guess we should, probably talk, we should probably talk about <laughs> Fitzpatrick. You know, I we we all kind of knew that it wasn't going to be the six to eight. That's just kind of like a guideline when you are di- diagnosed with that sort of injury. Typically, it's six to eight weeks, but of course, it could be much longer. This is a very complicated injury. Um, apparently, he's still on crutches over in, at Washington Park or Ashburn or whatever the hell the park is called now. <laughs> Are we going to see him again this season? Nope. Hell nah. Grand opening, grand closing already? I Bro, wouldn't be surprised Fitz, if this nigga's career was over, dog. Dog. Fitz popped that motherfucking hip out on a slip and slide. Then he took his ass <laughs> to FedEx Field. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, man. He got his ass rocked. Look, man. All I'm going to say is that hit, I don't see how that hit. Mm-hmm. That hit. This little that shit just put it over the top. That's all that was. Yep. I've I see that hit every week. You either telling Mm -hmm. me that or you old as shit out here. (laughs) So I wouldn't be surprised if this was the end of it for Fitz. Wouldn't shock. Mm -hmm. That's what happens when you come here, man. Damn, man. You guys at that game? We were at that game, Cliff. I know where you're going with this. You yep. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I don't even gonna be so like, y'all going, one of these days, one of these days, y'all niggas gonna start listening to me. Listen, start listening to me, bro. So y'all Stay gonna, away. Y'all gonna, y'all gonna get this nigga another comeback player of the year. This gonna be y'all thing. You go to sixties. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Every fucking E60 special takes place at FedEx Field, dog. Unbelievable, man. Some heroes got 60 minutes pieces and shit. (laughs) They're going to have him in the locker room with the dim lighting and the the Stefania Bell giving the one-on-one interview. Like, how does it feel to to be on the comeback trail again? He's like, you know, when I came here, I was decided to be the starting quarterback, but then... Of course, like every other quarterback here, I suffer a devastating <laughs> injury in my career in peril. Hey, dog, only one that didn't was Kurt, man. Ain't that a bitch? Ass motherfucker. That's why you got the fuck out of here. Hey, right? wouldn't, it be, wouldn't it be some shit if they had Alex Smith interview Ryan Fitzpatrick next year? Dog, oh, don't be you kidding. Don't be surprised if that's what you end up seeing, my friend. Look, I don't know what it is. But I remember there being a story about them bringing a Native American tribe to FedEx. Y'all remember me telling y'all about this. They took, I, I, don't remember, I don't know if this was true or not. I did read the story about a Native American mm-hmm. tribe to FedEx. Brought them in the locker rooms and shit. 
on some Dan Snyder dickhead shit. Mm-hmm. Niggas been falling left and right in that field ever since, dog. I don't know. I'm not out here talking witchcraft. That's not that'd be insulting. I'm just saying. Niggas have lost live. Like, look at the linemen for the Giants. Mm-hmm. It only right. seemed to happen at FedEx. Oh, they Yo, said the Native this... American tribe was walking around like Kyrie that time when he's in Boston. Walking <laughs> with the same. <laughs> Next time we go to FedEx, if we go back to FedEx, I'm bringing all the sage in that motherfucker. No, ain't enough sage for this. For this oh, thing. oh, my God, man. <laughs> Somewhere far, far away, somebody got a voodoo doll of Malik Willis just ready, ready for us. Oh, God. With the fifth pick oh, in the 2022 even, don't, don't NFL draft, it, the Washington football team selects Malik Willis. You're like, oh, don't, yeah, bet. Watch the ACS. <laughs> let me stop. Let me stop. Let me stop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. All right. Oh, uh, what else about the offense? What about the offense look good? Um, Terry went over 100 yards again. I can't mention Terry without mentioning the ball going off his face. You know, uh, I, I'll let it slide. You've been a great receiver and you catch everything. So it was very out of character for a drop a ball like that. Um, Terry is the best body catcher I've ever seen in my entire life. But when you are a body catcher, sometimes balls go off your face. Yep. Mm-hmm. Pause. <laughs> <laughs> Like you said, well, I ain't gonna. I'm not gonna kill him too much. You got to make that catch, Terry. But also, I would like it if just one time he was able to just hit him in stride. You know, yeah. just try to hit him in his hands. Like the route that he was running, the ball went to the shoulder. Like throw it where he's running to, Heineke. Like not over his head or you know what I'm saying. Like at some point, can Terry just catch a ball in stride? Is all I'm saying because every. Every play, he's got to make, like, this miraculous catch. And it's just like, damn, bro. We appreciate you, but I'm sure he would just love to catch one in stride just go right into the end zone. Buddy. Yeah, lots of contested catches and shit. Yes. That reminds me of, remember how, remember how I used to be with Garcon and Kirk? Mm-hmm. <laughs> when Garcon was cussing his ass out on the side, like, get the ball down, motherfucker. <laughs> like, <laughs> lucky Terry and I like that. Yeah, I think uh-huh. that's where you see the biggest – Flaws for me with Heineke is the uh, placement of his passes. Mm-hmm. Terry's Terry, man. Terry's a, a dog, man. man. We are very fortunate. <laughs> Say that again. Very fortunate, dog. Because we you don't know where the hell we'd be without. Listen, we that. yesterday on, on on Sunday we had Ricky Seals Jones. That's Paul's man. Okay, six seven targets. If you are targeted. Ricky Seals Jones seven times. You probably will score 10 points on that Sunday. Mm-hmm. And that's like the state of our skill positions. It, this isn't good. We need these guys. It's, back, the, it's in the same damn state it was then last year because yeah. we have not seen Curtis Samuel for a full 60 minutes. It and it's like. worse because we don't have Logan Thomas. There you go. We really yeah. miss Logan Thomas in the Reds. Yes, we do. We miss yes, him we a lot. Do. A lot. That's Jones in the end zone. That's six, mm-hmm. and that's Logan Thomas. Yep. Yep. Yeah, man. We're missing him on the offensive side of the ball. I mean, yeah. Co- Coach said he's week to week, so, I mean, I don't know if he's actually practicing or not, but I guess he's returned to at least to be on the sideline riding the bike, so yeah, he must be getting close or something. I don't know if we're going to see him this week. Probably we'll see him after the bye week versus the Bucs. Yeah, I assume we're going to see him Tampa. Yeah. Yeah, as far as, I'm, as far as I'm concerned, all these dudes that are on the IR are on, kind of banged up, nicked up, 
they're all on the shelf until Tampa minus Fitz and, and Samuel. I mean, Fitz, I'm considering him done here. Samuel, I, I'm probably leaning that way too. I think this is a oh, loss here for, for so Samuel. That is a fucking disaster. Total yep. disaster. Yep. Apparently, Rivera got testy today with the uh, reporters because they were asking about Samuel again. So if you if you get testy about a simple ass question, Coach, that tells that tells me that one, you know, you're not being upfront with us about this injury because you wasn't upfront with us from jump, and clearly this shit is more serious than what even they thought. At some point, they just need to just call it a quits and put his ass on IR so we can at least have him for maybe 2022. Because I don't think he, if you run him out there, he's just re-aggravating injury. So I will tell you right now, this nigga don't sit him play down. much this season. You better there. You better be adding like four wide receivers next offseason. I'm with you on that too. Yep. This group right now, this is after Terry. This is preseason game four group right here. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want your man like, game go What the fuck is going on there, man? This motherfucker playing with uh, what they call them? Those <laughs> the Rubik's the Rubik's cube. Rubik's cube and shit in the locker room. This nigga ain't even lining up, man. <laughs> yeah, this is the most interesting man in the world. Nigga, you should be studying your playbooks instead of studying how to build the Millennium Falcon out of popsicle sticks. I don't know what the fuck you're doing. <laughs> nah, but nah, nigga. nah, you good, my nigga. Go study. Go study the <laughs> science and shit. Because this football thing might not be, be for you, bro. Right. Hey, man, you could affect this world in a lot of great ways. Washington needs some good politicians, man. So why don't you stick around and take a poli sci class at Georgetown or something like that? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, they said we might get uh, we might get your boy Cam Simmons back this week, so that should help. Definitely. I, last year, last year when we were short on receivers, he did make a lot of plays. So I mean, it's better than having nothing there because Dami's been so disappointing. Adam Humphreys is what he is, and while I like Dax Milne, he got open a few times on Sundays, and that play in the end zone that went to uh, Ricky Seals Jones. Should have been a Dax Milne touchdown. He's not ready for the big time. Cam Sims can help you in a lot of ways. So thank God we have him back. Um, I don't want to make light of the cancer uh, scare that Rivera had last year, but remember like the side-by-side picture of Obama from 2008 and 2016, how this man just looked weathered. When I see Ron in the press conferences now taking these questions, this man just looks like, man, get the fuck out of here. Because, you know, dog, the honeymoon's over. The honeymoon is over, bro. I mean, the reporters like, haven't even been really grilling them like they could. Like, the, the questions have kind of recently just started picking up. And he's just getting testy over a little basic-ass question about Curtis Sims. So, honestly, Riverboat, right. you ain't you ain't seen nothing yet, buddy. So, I right. think more so he's just probably from all the shit that's going on with the organization and having to deal with everything that the owner was and all that bullshit. So. I was just going to say that I don't think that he's mad about the team. I, I mean, I think he's frustrated with the team. But I think he's just mm-hmm. frustrated about the bullshit that he has to deal with day-to-day. Like, it's like he took the job, he thought it would be rough, and he just didn't understand the depth of how, like, rough this shit could actually get. He just come to heels of firing Bruce Allen, right? They changed the team name. is diagnosed with cancer. There's a huge allegation about sexual impropriety in the fucking frat house, a.k.a. Redskins Park. And now this bullshit is popping back up. He's probably like, yo, I, like, I knew it was bad. My agent told me not to take this job. But God damn, this is rough. But hey, this is what you signed up Rimbos, for, niggas. Yeah, man. I know. Obviously, it's probably a lot more than he thought, but more than he thought that he didn't do his homework, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just doing that. But I think he's the fucking shit the job, show, though, man. Yeah, but Riverboat, I I, just, I still have confidence in him. He could get this shit right, man. I just of all the coaches that we've had in the past, and 
if we let's be honest, we didn't know who the hell we was gonna get as a head coach here. We kind of felt felt like Snyder went leaps and bounds about what we thought the individual that he could get here to run this team. So I, I still got full confidence in Rivera. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt about it. Um, let's talk about the defense a little bit. Um, they played a good game. You know, I know they obviously gave twenty four points, which is you know not great, but it's well below their season average. Uh, Rogers had a day. Obviously, he was over seventy five percent complete. Completions threw three touchdowns. Did have a pick. Um, pick. Oh yeah, he didn't. Have, he had fumbled. Did he not? Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, he had a day, but Rogers did what he's going to do. The defense actually played pretty well. Landon Collins probably had his best game of the season. Only played twenty four snaps. Didn't play any safety. He actually made a few plays. John Allen is continuing on his pace of being one of the better <laughs> D tackles in the league. I mean, I think he's. I don't think it's a stretch to say he's on pace for an all-pro type of season. And uh, one of the most encouraging developments of the, the, the season, honestly, Jamin Davis played and played well, all but one defensive snap. He showed a few times why he was taking 17th overall. Had speed, had power, made a few good stops. Um, you know, it's, just, it's always just a little, a little, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's, just, it's not enough. It's just like, you always are just like one play away from a big stop and it never, ever comes through. Like on that, fourth down where Devontae scored. It's like, yeah, you're getting better as a defense, but it's not good enough. Um, even by our standards, it's not good enough. Uh, oh, Danny Johnson. Shout out Danny Johnson. I got to make a comment about him. Uh, it's surprising that he was on the practice squad for so long because uh, if he's been doing in practice what he did on Sunday, he should have been on the 53-man roster a while ago. He played his ass off. Yeah, he did. Got his opportunity, man. Mm-hmm. Got his opportunity to get back in the mix. Defense out here getting cooked every week. So if you come out and play well, you're going to steal some snaps from somebody. Yeah. I mean, who's out there getting the cooked by added. Lazard, though? Who was getting cooked by Lazard, man? Uh, Wasn't that I don't Bullard? know. <laughs> it's like, no, nah, let me stop. <laughs> Dog, but when he, when uh, Devontae picked that ball Fuller's head and everybody on the Packers sideline was doing watch your head top, I was like, damn, Fuller. They don't do you like this, Fuller. <laughs> they was oh, like, watch shit. On your head top. <laughs> I was like, oh, God, Fuller. <laughs> oh, but now, nah, Paul, what you said, too, like, I felt like Jermaine, like you said, he had one of his best games. Um, but that's all about opportunities. Like, the coaches got to give him an opportunity to play. Like, we know he's going to make mistakes. He's raw. They knew that coming in. They knew he needed time to develop. But how else are you going to develop unless you don't play? So, hopefully, going forward, he gets more time like he did on Sunday. And hopefully they keep Landon Collins' ass in the box like they did on Sunday as well. Because um, I think he had his best game that he had of the year. Um, I think he only played on 24 snaps, too. So that might have been his lowest snap count. But for the position that he played on Sunday, he had a hell of a game. Yeah. And also, I, I know Cliff going to get on it, but Bill Jackson wasn't out there. And the secondary looked like the communication was on point. So I know Billy returned back to practice this week. <laughs> if, if this motherfucker gets cooked first thing Sunday – Yep. They need to pull his ass and go back with what they had this past Sunday because the communication looked like it was on point. I mean, like you said, obviously played against Rodgers and Devontae. They're going to make plays. It just is what it is. But I thought overall, defensive line, they had their best game of the year. Obviously, the whole defense hasn't put it all together at once, but that was a good sign for what we should be expecting to see going forward. So, Well, when you don't fucking with. blow coverages every damn drive. Literally. You know what I mean? Like, all of a sudden, you don't look so shitty. Yeah, they moved the ball on us. We knew they would. I mean, <clears throat> that's the Packers. It's, yeah. you know, defense competed. 
mm-hmm. we're not getting pushed over anymore. Like last couple of weeks, we have not since that Saints game. We ain't just been getting cut up. We thought we were going to mm-hmm. get destroyed by the Chiefs and the Packers off by their offenses and their offenses have done well, no doubt. But I feel like our defense has made some plays. Definitely. Yeah, I agree. And Cliff, good point. It, the defensive effort looks so much better when you're not giving up an uncontested like 60 yard bomb where there's nobody within 10 yards of the receiver. Um, I don't know if I attribute that to Landon Collins not being a safety or if it's a defense adjustment otherwise, but it's good to know that that they are capable of preventing that. It was ridiculous. Like it's like five weeks in a row, y'all just blowing coverages. One is too many. Like I don't understand what the fuck are y'all doing? We all teaching in these defensive meetings how you don't have this fixed by now, but it's good that they actually finally got it fixed, especially versus a team like the Packers that can score quickly and and rack up the yards, you know, fat, uh, fairly easily. So, you know, that, mm-hmm. that was a good thing to see. Uh yep. Aaron Jones held Aaron Jones only, what was it, 19 yards on six carries. Yep, we thought he didn't have a field day. Uh, I thought he was going to go off. Not only did he not go off, they stuffed A.J. Dillon several times, made him fumble twice. Mm-hmm. He might have a fumbling problem too, but, you know, I'm, I don't know. Yeah, man, like we said, the D-line, I got to give a shout-out to Big Payne inside. I know John Allen getting all the recognition, but Big, Big Payne had himself a day. Timmy Settle had himself a day. Like, if Montez flashed in the run game, not even just with the pressure on A-Rod, but, like, the entire front just flashed. And like you said, Jamin played his best game. I didn't see Holcomb out there blowing any coverages. And, I mean, I felt like they were filling the holes that the uh, mm-hmm. front line was creating. So, I mean, just hope, I'm just hoping that they can carry it over on Sunday because when we play Denver, they're going to they gonna look to run that football. So, Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Rodgers was saying in a press conference on Monday or Tuesday, I forgot how much he respects Montez and Chase, said that they were a problem from all game. It probably didn't show up on the stat sheet. And, you know, the, the Twitter uh, GMs and the Twitter scouts We'll probably say, oh, another game, no sack for Chase Young. But, I mean, Rodgers sees it. He's a fucking quarterback, and he knows how much of a problem he posed for them on Sunday. So, um, hey, hey, Rob, well, come on home. Right, right. Come on home. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, maybe oh. soon. We'll, 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 we will see. We will see, dog. We will see. I know mm-hmm. I saw Rivera talking to him after the game. Probably was in his ear talking some good shit like, hey, man, this ain't tampering. It's not tampering because I'm just joking, unless I'm not, if you're into it. Holla at me. All right. All right, buddy. Go, go Cal Bears. I'll holla at you. See you later. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, kicking game. Chris blew it. Um, that first kick, I, I don't really know much about kicking. You know what I'm saying? I mean, J.P. Finley said the ball was too low. I don't know if that's true or not. I mean, yes, obviously, I'd love you to get some more height on the ball, considering it was a short field goal. But, um, you know, Nothing but touchbacks, banged one from deep, and it was like dead center. You know, not enough to make a a a judgment on him one way or another. But um, I mean, it's never good when you got a kick block. So what I, an observation! The ball was too low. Yeah, yeah, like oh, what shit. the fuck? That's why I got blocked. <laughs> right. That's how they get blocked? Right. That's literally oh. how it happens. Oh my! God. We blocked the fucking punt. Can you believe it's a kick? Can you believe that? Right. Actually, it's a kick. Our special teams is yeah. actually good. Yep. Are, they are. are we first in DVOA? Let me check right now. I was actually looking that up as we speak. Yeah. We, we didn't mention this. Um, we didn't mention this on the offensive segment, but uh, DeAndre Carter on that, like, 30-yard reverse looked good. He looked really fast. He's holding the ball and finished the play, but uh, he looked I good. I just need he him to get – he needs to get some more opportunities, man. Yeah. He I, hasn't I, had I don't care if he's a sweet. 
Yeah. He hasn't had a chance to return a kick since uh, the kick return versus Atlanta. People are starting to, like, mm-hmm. you know, avoid him. But, uh, yeah, that, it looks like we may have found a guy that can be our kick and punt returner, at least for the short term, man. Like, I'm not saying he's going to be here years down the line, but, God, he's much better than the Trey Quinns of the world, right? Um, we are Absolutely. second. We are second special teams DVOA. That's good. That. That's really good, man. Look at that. Yeah. And that's despite that. having um, negative kicking, uh, field goal kicking. <laughs> wow. Fucking yeah. that, see, that's why when people put them fucking stories out, like Hopkins hasn't been as bad as you. Are you sure? Fuck out of here. Yeah. Fuck out of here. I ain't trying to. Kind of tells me he has been. Right. Right. Like we talk about on the last pod, it was funny how everybody was calling for this motherfucker's head. Oh, he's missing this. He's missing that. Rivera finally makes a decision, and they're like, "Well, what are you doing? He's actually a good kicker." Like, what? What are y'all talking about? Two weeks ago, you said get rid of him. Now we do it, and you say coach is wrong. Like, I'm not trying to hear that shit, man. Hopkins was holding back, holding that special teams unit back. Let's keep it a buck. Tressway's been doing his job. The coverage has been great. Like you said, Paul Carter has stepped up. The kicker was not doing his part. Yeah, blew it. Missed. He missed his first one, but hopefully, you know, going into his second week, he'll be a little bit more comfortable, and he can get it going. I told he y'all the ball though, the end zone like Hopkins did. So what the fuck? I, I told y'all though, he kind of looks bummy. <laughs> looks like a bummy Ooh. kicker. Like his whole get up, like how he's, yeah. you know what I'm saying? How he wears his jersey. You just got that look, man. And his right. name don't help. He just got that look about him. I don't trust this guy. Good luck to him. I think he's, is he local? Yeah, he's from VA. VA, good luck to him. But <laughs> just, I'm telling y'all, he just looked like a kicker that ain't going to be around for him for a while. I hear you. Here's the thing, Cliff, and it makes a lot of sense. How many kickers in the league right now, and I don't have the stats in front of me, so I actually don't know the answer. How many do you think were actually drafted? Probably like, like I'll put the over-under at 0.5. It, and yeah, it, might be the, it might be the under on that bitch. And it also, like, how many kickers do you think have been recycled from team to team? Like, people are like, oh, well, he's still a league average kicker. I'm like, well, leave at league average t- kickers come and go in this league. They're everywhere. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? We had Graham mm-hmm. Gano, and, and he's been one of the best kickers in the league now for, like, going on seven, eight years. He's been one of the better kickers in the league, man. Like, mm-hmm. I think – I forgot the name of the special teams coach, but he said, like, it's the kicker circuit, right? Kickers just kind of bounce around, bounce around, stay in shape until they latch on somewhere. Yeah, he hasn't had a kick since 2016 at Pitt, but that's just the nature of kickers in the NFL. Yeah, he's not some, like, drafted, highly heralded kicker. Remember we drafted Durant Brooks out of oh Georgia God. Tech? And, and, and this yep. man lasted for like two days in the NFL, spent a draft pick on him. So I, I don't really give a shit about that. You got to find a kicker. And just saying, oh, Hopkins is league average, let's just keep him, isn't good enough for me. We can try somebody else. He might be a bum, but he can't possibly be worse than Hopkins. You can't well, make me that. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, he sure could. I'm not saying we should kept Hopkins. I'm just saying this guy, when I saw him walk on the field, I went, oh, this guy doesn't look like – he doesn't inspire confidence. Just, I, but you I, know what's funny about that? He's very kid? uneasy. When Hopkins walks on the field, everyone was like, oh, yeah, now that's an NFL kicker until he lines up to kick a field goal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but I'm telling you, know you guys, I mean? man, go pull up a picture of him in that jersey, man. <laughs> Just saying. Just pull up a picture. You'll see what I mean. Oh, shit. No, I know. I, know I don't know if he's going to be a good kicker or not. I know he just aesthetically looks like a bad one 
I, it makes me we the same. We're going to see on Sunday. Let's hope it doesn't come down there. I think the thing with kickers, right. though, is, Paul, is they're, they're unimportant till they are important. Mm-hmm. And when you are when you feel like you're losing games because of a kick, a kicker might have a bad month, and it just turns out those kicks he missed were game deciders, and that's why you lose your job. Instead of you missing it in the first quarter, you missed it in the fourth. But then you sign a guy randomly, he gets hot. Speaking of which, we signed Hopkins randomly, right? We had a kicker problem. We did. We did. Uh, Hopkins yep. in. We didn't really know who yep. he was. Mm-hmm. Motherfucker made kicks. We're like, okay, you get to stay. And Motherfucker made kicks till we got to London. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Damn, yo. Damn. <laughs> um, but the truth is, Blue- Chris Blewett, Chris Blewett could take this job. You kick well on Sunday, you're going to be the kicker. Versus the Bucks, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Just don't hire missing kicks, and you good. I'm gonna just call that brother CB, man. I don't like saying blew it. Yeah, it just <laughs> it just don't sound good. It don't kicker. sound like something you'd want your kicker to be named. <laughs> good luck to him, though, man. I hope he does absolutely. Well, but absolutely, I seen a nigga in his jersey. I was just like, this guy looks like a little kid. <laughs> like, he's like, what am I doing here at Lambeau Field? Like, this is- yeah, like he just looked like he didn't. Like, he just didn't make me feel good, dog. He like he didn't belong on the field. <laughs> My God, talking is- about how he's rocking his gear, man. <laughs> this is a hard right turn, but I gotta ask you guys about it. The guy who gave the ball back to Tom Brady, the six hundred touchdown ball. Yeah, I hear folks out here saying that oh, he should have held on to the ball and, and held out for more money. And I'm like, man. The fact that you got a Bitcoin plus like season tickets and other gear, I mean, like, I don't know, man. A Bitcoin is extremely valuable. It's a $63,000 gift. Fuck you, me. Why are you even getting anything? Right? (laughs) Really, dog? Uh What did you do to to merit you getting anything? You were handed a football. You shouldn't have been handed that football in the first fucking place. You would be fucking. Yep, go ahead. You like you got things in return, greedy fucking people in this country. Mm-hmm. Everybody goes on TV. Well, he should have held out and said he wanted six fi- six figures. Like what right. the fuck for doing right. what oh. for sitting front row? Fucking great, Mike Evans. You got you got to pay Tom. Dog. You just cost me right. money, bro. You right. so I would have left the I would have left the IOU in this nigga's locker like some dumb and dumber shit. Like you owe me exactly one bill. <laughs> Yeah, like what the fuck, dog? Why'd you come to the sideline? Yeah, Where the ball at? You gave right. me this nigga, uh, dog. You saw right. when Evan sat on the bench. He's like, oh shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this, this nigga looked like the uh, Mr. Krabs meme all of a sudden. Uh, like, oh my God, I did what? Send a nigga a Venmo, Venmo <laughs> request. Right. I heard somebody say, like, oh, Tom Brady, he's had he, he's rich. He's married to a supermodel. He has everything he could. He has everything he could possibly ever want. I'm like, that doesn't really matter to me. Like the fact that he got anything for this ball is a nice gesture. But people saying, "Oh, the Bitcoin plus season tickets isn't enough." I'm like, that's more than enough. That's not more than enough. They what? They, they, Nigga, they it's not your football, right? They, they could have like goons sold. <laughs> like they could have had goons surround him in the in the tunnel and be like, "Yeah, we need that ball back, or else you you won't wind up." You know, well, by the way, yeah, man, Romo is tripping, dog. <laughs> <laughs> you can't be saying that type of shit, dog. Yeah, 
bro. Not in the locker he room. We're on fucking CBS. This is the game of the week. You cannot be you cannot be offering up Giselle Bunchin, jokingly or not, like on, on some um what the fuck was that movie where uh what the fuck was that movie with what's her name in it? Ashley Kutcher's yeah. old girl, Demi Moore. Uh, uh, where the guy offers them. Uh, this is an old ass movie too. We sound old as fuck right now. Join from the nineties, but oh. Robo can't be saying that dumbass shit, man. Not at all, bro. Yeah, I, I think he, I think he knows that he was flipping when he was saying it, but he was like, "Well, I already said it. Might as well finish the statement now." And he was like, well, I'm, I'm, "I'm gonna get a call from HR in the morning." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, need to replace yeah. Romo. Replace Romo with Marshawn. Hey, Marshawn. Curse too much. Plus the Mannings is, is must see TV, bro. This man was drunk as fuck on the, on the Manning no. cast. He's like, I took Wait. three shots. One for Big Bro, <laughs> one for Little Bro, and one for me. We getting right. I'm like, the Manning's probably hey. in that zone. Like, who the fuck <laughs> booked Marshawn to this joint? Oh nah, that seemed like Eli kind of people, based on what I've read about <laughs> Eli. Oh yeah, uh-huh. yeah, that no, seemed no. like. Peyton, the one that looked like an old, like an old dad talking to Marshawn and shit. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it, play it was, but when Marshawn was like, "What the fuck?" I just looked at Peyton. <laughs> his face was so red. <laughs> Nigga was cursing left and right. <laughs> Can't be putting Marshawn on live bro. TV, man. Might as well start cutting <laughs> you know that, that, that FCC check. Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> right. Just forward to check oh. the FCC and be like, just. I'm gonna leave the blank check. You just fill out the amount when you know what it is. <laughs> it's funny though with the Manny cast. I, I love the Marshawns of the world. Payton's more like dad jokes funny. Eli be roasting people, and he don't say mm-hmm. much. He don't say much, but when he comes through with a joke, that John is a killer. But at the same time, when you have somebody like Tom Brady on, which was after Marshawn, like it's like a. They're talking about football in such a way where it's like, wow, this is so much more valuable than listening yeah. to Mike Hell Tirico. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or whoever. Hell yeah. You know, you the Italian yeah. stallion, Mike Tirico. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Now, I love that uh, hearing from Brady and Manning, like hearing them talk football. I think the issue is in the, in the like, even if the Monday Night Football, like the normal cat broadcast, mm-hmm. that is the blandest. What is this? Right. Steve Levy, Lewis Riddick, Brian Greasy? Y'all niggas might as well bring Dennis Miller back for all this shit. Oh, my God. Literally. No. I feel like, <laughs> I feel like Lou Riddick feels like he's out of place because Levy just sounds ridiculous. He needs to go back to NHL. And Greasy, I ain't going to lie, he's a Michigan boy. That's my dude. But he be saying some stupid-ass shit, bro. Also, I, sometimes I, I feel like Lou's over there like, really? Like, what well, did he just say? One thing, I think I've said this to y'all before, one thing that's going to be interesting to watch going forward with the NFL is because they have so many quarterbacks in their booth and quarterback is changing as a position, we are listening to Brian Greasy critique Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, nigga, you don't know what the fuck he's doing. You couldn't even comprehend this. Let alone, motherfucker, you ain't never been no damn MVP. Shut your ass up. <laughs> Talking about what is Lamar doing? Some shit that you could never do. That's what he doing. Trying to hear that shit. Right. Because I, I, I even hear it with Romo, right? Like, to me, I feel like Romo is more critical of the mobile QBs. 
Absolutely. Like when you listen so is Greasy. They all are. They're just Good. way more critical of them. Way more. 100%. Mm-hmm. I find that when like I'm watching a game that I have like a rooting interest in, I want to watch the actual broadcast and like kind of feel like engaged a little bit. But a game like last Monday night where it's the same Seahawks, it's Geno versus Jameis. I'm not really invested in one way, one way or another. It's just kind of like I'd rather just be entertained. So I'm cutting on the Manning cast today. Well, I invest with my wallet, and that's what always keeps me entertained. So oh. <laughs> facts, big facts. All right, let's talk Broncos. Shall we? Either you've seen the line for Sunday. I have not. So I'm depending on one of you. I've got it. Give me one second. Keep going. I can imagine it's like Broncos by like five, Broncos by like four. Hell no. What's your guess? Like, guess the lines. Let's guess the line. What do you got, Paul? I'm going to say Broncos minus one and a half. Ah, No, that's not enough. I'm going to say Broncos minus five. You are both wrong. Um, It's Broncos minus three. Ah, Total is 44 and a half. Uh, So they're saying there's a chance. I mean, they get three points for being at home, so it's pretty much a pick Mm -hmm. on neutral side game. Yep, yep. Um, Uh, I think the weather's not going to be good, right? Isn't there a weather concern? That makes me very, very, very wary. (laughs) I'm going to say right now, Khalil. Weather for Sunday. No, it's clear. It's just going to be cold as hell. High at 48. Yeah, plus plus that motherfuckers need to go and get that high altitude mask for the week. Yeah, you know, you know, sweating, you know, sweating, you know, 90 and 99 going to need your break. Break right. on a Sunday. We second like, down. We'll they gonna <laughs> first drive of the game. It's gonna be third down. They gonna be on the side with oxygen tanks. Like, what is wrong with these two? <laughs> you, y'all seen that meme of Samuel Jackson from Black Snake Moan when he's staring and he looked like he just has had enough. That, that's all. <laughs> Montez gonna be staring staring at James Smith Williams like nigga break. <laughs> Hey, no, no, remember that video of the nigga in the car? He's drinking the mini bottle of Henson. He's like, cut uh-huh. this gut. <laughs> That's real shit though. But also they I saw um I think they interviewed McCorn today. He has asthma and obviously he's real concerned about being in that air. So that's gonna be an adjustment for him as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My right. first game in, in eight years in Denver. So yeah. I mean it's, it's the only site you play it, it's a very unique site just because of the altitude. You don't play anywhere else that's like this. You know, so you can't prepare for it. You can't do anything to get your lungs ready for it until you're actually there. You know, the whole shit with the sickle cell and uh, Ryan Clark was news to me. I didn't realize that you could even, like, possibly die from the altitude if you have a certain ailment, you know? I remember that, yeah. Yeah, that's just crazy. Um, But as far as the game goes, uh, it's, you know, the Broncos were a team – a month ago, that was stamped as an L for us. Now they've lost four in a row. Teddy looks like he's on the verge of getting benched. They're banged up everywhere. They're, they are getting Jerry Judy back for Sunday, which kind of sucks. But um, this is a winnable game for this football team. Um, I know they rank towards the bottom of the league defensively. Anybody have that in front of them, like where, where they are? Sorry, I'm driving, so I don't have any of these fucking stats. <laughs> I don't have it in front of me, but I know they – Maybe at, they may be without their best player, Von Miller, something. Yep. They yep. Think he's going to play. They do think he's going to play, but yeah, I did see that. The, they're they're 26 in DVO, DVOA defensively. Mm-hmm. Their secondary has been a big bust, and I thought their secondary was going to be the best in the league. I mean, Justin Simmons, and you had 
Ronald Darby and you have Patrick Sertan. Um, Kyle Fuller. Kyle Fuller. Uh, Kareem Jackson. Bo, uh, what's his name? Not Bo Callahan. Not, what's his name? Bryce Callahan. Bryce mm-hmm. Callahan. They, they have some players, but their secondary has been getting tore up for some reason. I have no idea. Yeah, it's also surprising because it's Vic Fangio. Yeah, man. They, they've been on the hot seat, man. I don't know what he's doing. He's been lunching lately. I always thought Vic was a good defensive coordinator, though. That's man. what I'm saying. Like, that's why it's, it's surprising that they're having these issues given who the coordinator – sorry, given it's his defense. But, yeah, and they got – yeah, you know they're going to play well versus us, though, man. Probably. It's a big probably, game for probably, them. Probably. It's a very right. big game for them, too. I feel like we're in the part of the season where it, you are now at the point of the year where if you are under 500 – the clock is now ticking. Yep. Like we're at that, it's Halloween weekend. So we're at that point of the year where you're going to yep. see a lot of matchups between teams where, like, if we lose, this shit might be a wrap. If they yep. lose, it might be a wrap. We're going to get some interesting games because of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite podcasts around the NFL, they call this the stick of the fork in them game, man, because the loser is fucking done for 22 or two. You might as well start planning your draft man because it's it's at two and six and two and seven on decky yeah well yeah you're done for mm-hmm. it's gonna mm-hmm. be tough yeah. it's gonna yeah. be tough I mean, yeah. for the broncos i think the broncos right now are like a game out mm-hmm. that last wild card yeah. spot and it's gonna be tough to get the, you're gonna probably need to get nine to probably 10 wings to get a wild card spot in the afc definitely yeah, in the AFC. Also, and don't forget they're probably playing if not the best one of the best divisions in football i mean I don't. I know they're not in last place right now. I think they have a better record, or they have the same record as the Chiefs. But I would say they're probably the worst team in that division. Worst, probably not the, the, the right word, but like the there's three teams that are better than them in the division right now. Definitely, hundred so, so percent. I mean, have, the Raiders are the first place right now. Yeah, they're gonna have to steal <laughs> one of these games versus us or something like that, or some other NFC opponents. But because well, when they start getting into division play, they are gonna be, start taking some more L's. Well, their next three games are all NFC East. Really. Yeah, they Who they got us, after us? us at home at Dallas next week, next Sunday, home versus Philly the following Sunday. I don't know why this sticks out in my mind. Maybe because it was Thanksgiving, but last time Denver went to Dallas, I think it was like Ron Dane got loose on these motherfuckers. Or it was like Ron Dane and name drop. I know, Dane. Not Mar- I know it's not Maurice Claret, but I, I, I want to say Maurice Claret. It wasn't him, though, but it, it might have been like Ron Dane or something like that. All I know is that Dallas got that ass bust. It was another. <laughs> It was a different. Was it? It might have been like. Was it Tatum Bell? Tatum Bell. God damn. But but hey, if you look at the Broncos, right now. But what I was listening about the Broncos. If you look at the Broncos schedule, right? They played the they played the rest of their AFC NFC East games. Right? They already smashed the Giants. Then they got three. They have all their division games left except for one. But their other two games are Detroit and Cincinnati. Obviously, Cincinnati is pretty good, but they also play Detroit. So this is a big game for them, man. Yeah, big, big game. That, this was the 51-48 game. Manny versus Romo. Y'all remember that? Oh, the Super Bowl, the, the year yeah, he said the record. I remember that shit. That was, in, that was at Dallas yeah. Stadium. Right? That was the home for that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Damn. Listen to the stats from this game. Manning, 33 of 42, 414 yards, four touchdowns. Romo, 25 of 36, 506 and five touchdowns. God damn. Mm. Romo was mm. slinging that shit. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's been tough. They, they've lost four in a row, they, but they started uh-huh. the year with three bad teams. Right. So 
and that's the thing about our schedule, right? Like, what if we were able to start it with some with the Giants, the mm-hmm. Jaguars, and the Jets? Right. Well, now you're right about that. You're definitely right about that. Um, but it, you know, it kind of provides a little perspective. Like, we are now heading into what might be, and I, I you don't know, one of the it's the weakest part of the schedule. You know, because after the Bucks, you got a couple teams that are trending downwards. And then you get the NFC East, you know, slate towards the end of the season. So you could stack up a couple wins these next few weeks. Then you get in division play and then anything goes. You could steal one versus Dallas. While it's unlikely, you could steal one versus Dallas. You could end up sweeping the Eagles. Again, unlikely, but, you know, who knows? Meanwhile, the Broncos started 3 and up. People had them slated for the playoffs. They might fuck mm-hmm. around and finish like 5-11, and 5-12, and 12, so whatever it is. We, we all on this pod said the goal should be – Obviously, you want to be better than 500, but if you can get to that final stretch, if they're six and six, I don't see how any fan in this fan base can be upset about that. And you just let the chips fall however they're going to fall. If you run into that NFC stretch, you're at six and six. Like, come on. Couldn't ask for nothing else. So, yeah. But first things first, they got to take care of business on Sunday. Right. First thing they got to do is shut down the run game. I know Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon have been having a very decent season. They kind of split carries right down the middle. Each of them gets their fair share of carries and you know well you know now that they have Judy back um Cortland Sunday is coming on strong you know he tore his ACL last year and he kind of started the season slow now he's kind of coming to his own even without KJ Hamler they have a little bit of a formidable passing attack but they're gonna look to run the ball first thankfully our run defense has been coming along a little bit but that's still gonna be a challenge on Sunday What's going to be a big challenge with dude? It's the, the wide receivers are the are the in yeah. the That's Thank the concern. Yeah. Right. And my biggest so concern is Cortland Sutton. Cortland Sutton, people. Yeah. Tenth in the league and receiving it, Sutton. Yes. Up. Yes. Yeah. He is back to yeah. his old ways. And I am very worried about Billy Jackson guarding Cortland Sutton. <laughs> so if we need to go another week with Bill on the bench, I might be okay with that because, like we said earlier, the secondary performed well last week. And the communication has got to be on point because Judy is back. And Noah Fant is another one that can kill us on the scene routes. I'm, then again, maybe we'll match him up with Cam Curl. But uh-huh. Corlin Sutton is going to be a major, major problem for us on Sunday. I, I'm interested to see how we game plan for him. Although, the, so the one thing there is that with Judy likely being back, Judy seemed like he was Bridgewater's favorite target. Obviously, because they both Miami boys, et cetera. So they can both cook us. Entirely Absolutely. Uh, hold on. I'm looking this up. I think the Broncos are one of the worst teams up front, like, as far as, like, sacks allowed. Or maybe I'm making that up. Broncos, where the hell are you? On Keep going. I'll, I'll get it. Keep going. Yeah. Uh, I know their O-line has been banged up. I, I don't remember the name, but they had a lineman retire, like, kind of, like, right before the season. Um, I don't remember his name. It's, it's kind of escaping me. But um, if the D-line can keep the run game in check and they're able to take another step, like you've seen the past couple of weeks with their pass rush, then maybe this, you know, this could be a situation where you could finally see that game where the D-line disrupts the game enough where the back seven can make some hay. But you know, like you said, this this all counts on pieces continuing to come together. Are they there yet? We don't know. We'll see on Sunday how they look. But this is a team where they a mobile quarterback and an O line that isn't that good. 
Or, and you know, you can make some plays. Yes, they have receivers. Yes, they have good running backs. But it all, you know, comes down to the five guys up front and the quarterback. Teddy's not really moving like that. You know, and he's he kind of been playing poorly these past couple weeks, to be honest. You could actually probably have a little bit of success versus him on Sunday. He's been getting his ass kicked. Yeah, yeah he's yes. also banged up, man. He's been, he been banged up these last there. couple weeks. They are yeah. four, tied for fourth in sacks allowed. With 21. Fourth, worst. fourth of most allowed. Okay, yeah. that's what I thought. That's what I thought. Uh, yeah, there are 21 sacks through seven games. Uh, highest in the league right now is Chicago. 26. Uh, I could have guessed that. I think Nagy's still going to get fired. I know he drafted Fields, and they probably love him for that, but he's he, he finna get fired, bro. Yeah. You, I mean, yo, you guys say that, but do not be surprised that team somehow ends up in that last playoff spot. Who, the, the Bears? Bears? Yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, maybe, I guess, but who's playing quarterback? Well, Fields got to pick it up, Cliff. Yeah, Fields ain't playing. like he's He ain't looking right right now. Yeah, I'm yeah. A fan they're of three this, and four. He got a long way to go. They're three and four, guys. They are three and Damn, four. I, I didn't realize they had three wins. Damn. Yeah, they're three and four. They beat the Raiders. They got a win versus the Bengals. Like, they're three and four. I wouldn't wow. disregard them. And they, they're about to play the 49ers, who – Stink. Give my opinion on them, so. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the most shocking re- uh, revelation of the season. If you had asked me before week one who I thought the seven representatives to go to the Paulson and the NFC were, I don't know what answer I would have gave, but I for damn sure would have had the 49ers in that seven. They are looking like right. they might be one of the bottom feeders in the conference right now. I don't know what's going mm-hmm. on. I mean, I, I do know what's going on. The quarterback sucks. But uh, usually Kyle schemes around that, and this year he just can't. Does he usually scheme around it? I mean, for the most part. I mean, he, Jimmy took what, the playoffs. Here's the thing, though, Paul. What is the evidence of this? Right? I mean, Jimmy, the reason when I, I ask you this is because... <laughs> but that, that very clearly appears to have been a, an incredibly fluke Super Bowl run. People thought they were going to stink before the season. They stunk the year before. They had a fluke Super Bowl run. They've stunk since then. His only... his only offensively productive seasons, right, where his offense was actually good, not always plays are cool, because that's generally what all that shit I see on Twitter is. Look how cool his play is. Mm-hmm. He had Robert Griffin. He had Matt Ryan and Julio Jones. Yep. What is it? His track record outside of that, he likes bummy quarterbacks. We need to keep that in mind. He wanted Mac Jones, didn't he? Who's this guy, well, Brian Boyer? Like bummy quarterbacks. He wanted to trade for Kirk Cousins. I so he got it from his pops. Which quarterback did he t- did he have in Cleveland that he made look like Bernie Kosar? <laughs> that was um, Damn. wasn't that Hoyer? Um, it, it probably was, was Hoyer. Hoyer. I, I was gonna say Kessler, but I knew that wasn't it. It might have been Hoyer. Kessler. He liked Kessler. Yeah, it was Hoyer. I it mean, his Hoyer. pops like John Beck. Yeah. Apple yeah. doesn't fall far from the tree. Man. You know what it is with those guys to me, man. I think those guys all wish that they were the quarterback. And so they they like quarterbacks who they think play like they would want to play. Right. Fucking ridiculous. Yo, I, I know this I know this is <laughs> off topic right now, but somebody posted something on Twitter and I'm looking for it right now. It was the fourth quarterback taken in every draft for the past the past 20 years. Bro, this list is fucking putrid. I'm pulling it up right now. Team Martin, Marcus Tuiasopo, Josh McCown, Rex Grossman. J.P. Lawsman, Charlie Fry, Kellen Clemens, 
John Beck, Chad Henney, Pat White, Colt McCoy, Christian Ponder, Brandon Whedon, Matt Barkley. Derek Carr is the one player on the list that's like a legit quarterback. Then you have Sean Mannion, Christian Hackenberg, Deshaun Kaiser, Josh Rosen, Drew Locke, Jordan Love. Jesus. Do not draft quarterbacks with the fourth. Just don't do it. Just don't do it. It's like 19 of the worst quarterbacks I've ever seen play in my life, plus Derek Carr is that list. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I, had forgot, I had forgotten about Christian Hackenberg. Fucking tell you, supposed to, that guy's supposed to be the next one. He was at Penn State, right? Hackenberg? Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. Went to the hey, Jets. I know that we fucking don't draft quarterbacks well, but the Jets drafted Christian Hackenberg and Bryce Petty in back-to-back years, like on day two. And they're already about to fuck up Zach Wilson. Ah, man. Zach Wilson's Mm. mom is on one on Twitter. He had to finally do (laughs) the whole, like, nah, man, I don't don't know her like that. What'd she do? What'd she do? Oh, she was on Twitter doing the whole anti-mask, anti-vax thing. Oh, of course. Yeah, I mean, mean, BYU, middle of Utah. I mean, put two and two together. Sounds about right. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and she's like, she's like, uh, I, listen, I, I'm not objectifying. She's a very attractive woman, like real attractive. But so when I heard talking about this, shit, I was like, oh man, you just fumbled the bag. Oh lord, I, you on this shit? <laughs> uh, all right, uh, let's do these predictions then. Who's going first? started off last week they're gonna get off the schneid i feel like they're gonna win this game i don't think it'll be particularly impressive i just want to get to three and five and get to this by a week and heal up um my hot take my prediction is uh let's let's give gibby over 100 again for the second time this season pound the rock keep the ball out of their offense's hands not that they're necessarily that threatening but i don't really trust our defense still uh let's let's go let's go 2016 Washington. Damn, Paul took my score prediction. All right, uh, I'm going to follow up. <laughs> uh, kind of scared that I have a feeling we all might agree this week. Um, and that usually doesn't end well, but I'm kind of with you, Paul. I think they kind of get off the schneid this week. I think it's an opportunity for them to have a little momentum going into the bye week. Um, but also, I don't think, I think it may end up being like an ugly game. It's not going to be high scoring because both offenses, they're both fairly shaky. Um, but I think we're going to get another one. My hot take is we're going to get another one from DeAndre Carter, man. I don't know if it's going to be in the kick return or the punt return, but I think he's going to help us out. And he's going to house another one for us this week. Um, I'm going low scoring. I think it's going to be 19 to 17, Washington. Well, I like that score. Um, look, we don't really do well up over there. I can't really remember no, we don't. winning. Over there, don't think we have. I think last time we won in Denver might have been the '80s. Uh, I think we've also won their their first season in the NFL. Um, <laughs> we should be able to get to Bridgewater. Their O line is very banged up. The only concern is they're getting healthy at their skill positions. Well, as healthy as they possibly can be, right? Because they got Judy back, got Sutton. Fant is going to fucking kill us. I can pretty much say it. You better put that guy in your lineup on Sunday. If you got him, put him in, in your lineup. 
Um, <laughs> look, I worry that we can't play a clean game. Um, and, and we're going to see Von Miller going against uh, Cornelius Lucas, Lucas right? Mm-hmm. That's going to be a major matchup in the game. I hate to do this. I think we're going to lose. Oh. Uh, Denver, I'm going to go Denver 21, Washington 16. Oh. I don't know why this randomly just popped in my head. Corey, I know you're a historian like me, so you probably remember this. Remember we played Denver in like the mid-90s? They were still wearing their old uniforms. And they threw a Hail Mary in the last play of the game. And I think, I think <laughs> Rod, Rod Smith took it off of Dale Green's head. Uh-huh. Remember that? Yep. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Matter of fact, I'm going to pull that highlight up right now and send it to you. <laughs> I still – I ain't going to lie to you. I still have an image of uh, – that's when Pot Rose was still with the Broncos. Remember, I think that was the last time we were in Denver. Then he put Griff on his ass. Like, he just literally just put yeah. his 400-pound body on Griffin. Everybody's like, ah, look at this man's bones breaking. Griff mm-hmm. taking them cartoon hits. Yo, oh I'm going to try to find this clip. But you don't remember this. Later in that game, remember, they end up pulling Griff because he not hurt, but he's like, all right, it's now like 45 to like 20. We're pulling you. Kirk's in the game. I, I don't remember who it was. But somebody got a helmet to helmet to Kirk. And this is when Kirk was still wearing that dumbass revolution face mask. He got hit so hard. That joint twisted. He looked like the fucking Roadrunner from Looney Tunes and shit. Punk mom, <laughs> <laughs> Let me stop doing that to Kirk. These people really go 